Next up on Visual Wow. For me and my profession, it's really been about telling the stories of the student athletes, of the families, and how individuals have been able to overcome the circumstances that we're living through. When you love what you do, you want to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Community. An amazing day we're about to have with the one and only Chad Ricardo, NBC Sports Washington, the man who keeps us informed with everything that has to do with high school sports. And if you know him from a different walk of life, MC Chad from Washington Talent, one of the Bar and Bot Mitzvah's most well-known personalities for got to be pushing at least a decade or more now from So Fresh Entertainment. Chad Ricardo, welcome to the show. Uh, that was uh, that was the best, most flawless uh, introduction that I've ever had in my life, Jackie. It's almost as if you and I know each other. Almost. Uh, I would actually, in an open court of law, I would testify that I do know you. I know you well. I consider you family, brother, and a few other warm and fuzzy uh, uh, nouns and adjectives as well. 100%. Uh, as far as my rehearsal, I'm just trying to sound nearly as cool as you do on a microphone, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you are a way more uh, well-known person for your talents on the microphone. I'm just a photographer in partial retire, involuntary retirement right now, trying to pass time and make some of my best friends and incredible co-workers in the industry a little bit more well-known in the community. To the Visual Wild listening audience, this is truly one of my best friends and somebody who I have watched grow and mature over the last decade into an incredible human being in the sports community, something that I knew a decade ago was a life passion of his. And Chad, I couldn't be happier for you with your success at NBC. I can barely wrap my head around what the pandemic has done to my career. Sure. Uh, we, we used to see each other every weekend yeah. on events. I mean, right before the pandemic hit, we were together the night that your yeah. amazing son was born. Yeah. We went right from a bar mitzvah to the hospital to be with you and your lovely Ashley. Kind of give us the cliff notes. What's been going on and how your world has been turned upside down? Sure, sure. But, you know, but before I get there, I, I do want to say that uh, the, to, for everyone listening, Jack is being a, a little bit modest there. He said that he's just a photographer with a microphone practicing. Jack and, and this VizWild podcast has done amazing in a, in, a, in a relatively short period of time. Amazing numbers of episodes, over 40 episodes of episodes recorded, uh, a ton. What, what is it? Over 4,000 downloads that we've hit right now. So you, sir, are doing your part for the community to be certain to uh to 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 bring some sunshine into the lives of uh that where clouds are kind of uh kind of on the horizon um all total right now. So thank you, Jack, for having me on well, the Wild Podcast. We are, for those of you who know us both or don't know us both, we are also co-presidents of the Mutual Admiration Society. There we go. And uh, now that we got the cordials out of the way, here we go. You, like me, got completely kicked in the teeth in the Bar and Bat Mitzvah event market. 
Sure. And and then you make your career at NBC Sports Washington yeah. uh, wrapped around high school sports and without high school or kids in school, mm-hmm. um, you were left all but without a career. And I know that, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to go into the toilet so fast, but I, I know that you kept going and I know that you have resurrected and I know yeah. that you are as active as anyone I know on social media. NBC Sports seems to still love you. And 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 now that Steve Kornacki is a part of NBC Sports, I mean, the whole world seems like it's coming together for NBC Sports. You know, so I, I, I'll go back to uh, to kind of your initial question. 2020 has been quite a year for all of us. And, and you know, Jack, that, that that's the thing, right? So as an individual, it, it's difficult to even in some ways tell your own story because for those of us that are aware, that have any sense of awareness, we know that there's all always someone else's story that, you know, far trumps ours, uh, excuse the play on words there, but there's someone else's story that far trumps ours. But, you know, just just to kind of uh, share mine for a moment, like you said, my wonderful, beautiful son was born in February. Um, You were there that night. And so thank you for that. Um, And then by March, in the middle of March, we begin to, to, to hear of this thing that's kind of moving into our region. Of course, uh, myself, and I'm sure that you did as well, uh, we had mitzvahs in the middle of March in this form of my life. It was the Maryland State Basketball Tournament. I was really excited about that because, again, at that point, we didn't know what was going on. So the initial word came in. It was the Maryland State quarterfinals. And the initial word was that they weren't going to allow any fans, but the games were going to be played. Now, as a reporter, that was great for me because if there's no fans, then the reporters really have to tell the story to everybody out there. Absolutely. I was going to be one of like, 10 other people allowed in the Maryland state championship games. Huge. It was wonderful. But then that got shut down as well. And little did I or anybody know at that point that those were going to be the final high school games played in this region for what will turn out being at least a year, if not more than that. I think that the mitzvah that we were at, I believe I may have emceed one more, but who knew that that would be <laughs> the final mitzvah for what's probably going to be even longer than, uh, than, than when games come back, bro. I mean, this has been, professionally, it's been a challenge, but it's, it, it's been all about staying relevant and and kind of telling as 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 disappointing and as depressing as it can be for a lot of people it, it for me and my profession it's really been about telling the stories of the student athletes of the families and how individuals have been able to overcome the circumstances that we're living through i remember when all that shut down uh, i remember that last mitzvah that we did together and I actually went out of town for two weeks on two sure. away jobs and I came yeah. back and, and the world shut down. I, I, I know how what, what we as parents, uh, my kids are a little bit older than Kobe is. A little uh, bit. Yeah, by a decade or two or two and a half decades. I, I wanted to really throw like a big punch at you right now. The biggest <laughs> question that I think that anybody could ask is, Chad, not just on a professional level, but sure. what do you think? Do kids belong in school right now? How, how do you balance the health of your child, 
the politics involved with it and and kids that have the chance of being a great sports star either just in high school and college or maybe for the future and and what this is doing to them short and long term wrap your head around that help the listening audience know a little bit about what you're dealing with and the challenges that you're going through you know what bro uh, so like i said we're in december now this is this has been upon us since march i i cover this three, four, five times a week. And, and this is the first time that I am actually answering this question. I've, I've asked this question, you know, a <laughs> hundred times, but this is my first time answering. And I'll tell you what, bro. I, so I feel I'm so perplexed by this question. I, I feel so two sides, two ways about this question. And I always have, if you ask me, Back in March, I'd have told you it was the absolute right decision to cancel the state tournaments. If you asked me in August when kids were, when student athletes wanted to be preparing for the football season, I'd have told you that we absolutely should not have been playing then and, and that, student, that, that students didn't belong in school. If you ask me today, if you ask me today, I would say that I believe that students and student athletes are suffering. I believe that they're suffering and I believe that they're hurting. And I, I honestly don't think, you know, we all look for these win-win situations. I think this is a lose-lose situation. I think it's a lose-lose situation. And so then you, so then the question is, what's the larger loss? right? Let's be real. We live in, in a highly densely populated area. So if the kids go back to school and if they play, it is inherently going to spread the virus more. For anybody out there, no, I'm not a doctor, but I have interviewed. I have interviewed Dr. Vin Gupta, who is of uh, both CNN as well as MSNBC fame. I've interviewed uh, Dr. Sunil Budrani, who is the CEO and, and chief medical officer of, uh, of INOVA. So I have interviewed individuals who know these things. Students and people who are within the ages of 10 to 18, although most of them are asymptomatic, they do transmit the virus at the same rate as those of us who who are older and or who develop symptoms. So the virus will inherently be spread if students are in school. But the fact that they're not depression, anxiety, uh, you know, all of these these things uh, that, that they are piling up and they're heaping on our kids. And, and I don't look, I interview people and, and when people run long, I, I, I like to drag them in. So I, I'll drag myself in right here. But the, the moment that this changed for me, Jack, right, is that you have you have student athletes. I don't like to call them kids. You have student athletes who are in Virginia, in Maryland, et cetera, who want to be playing because it's social for them and they love the game. Like that's one side. And then you have the, the higher level who want to be playing and they need to be playing because they're looking for these scholarship opportunities. And that's major, right? That's another level. But I was doing a piece on a kid in DC um, towards the end of the summer. And I talked to him about it and he said, look, my friends are dying. He said, they're dying. He said, because we're out here in the streets 
and we don't have anything else to do. If we can't go to school and if we can't play sports, there's nothing else for us to do. So when the murder rates are rising in D.C. and the murder rates are rising in PG, it's because they don't have anything else to do. So there's going to be death one way or the other. So that's why I say that this is a lose-lose situation, and that's tough. I notice how when you, you've always been one of the most optimistic people I have <laughs> known. Um, and, and let's be honest that our, our initial meetings together um, were in the bar mitzvah market. Uh, as, as the incomparable one and only MC Chad of So Fresh Entertainment, uh, one of my, one of my uh, partner, partner companies and good friends from the Washington Talent Agency. You are always an optimistic guy. And I follow you on Twitter. I watch your broadcasts. I see what you're doing on Facebook. And you're, everything that you just said, which, by the way, to those of us that have teenage kids or older kids, you all heard what he just said. What he said was, this is some serious stuff going on out there. And even though we wish those kids were out there able to play for all the right reasons, we all know in our hearts that they probably shouldn't be playing. Is sure. that a fair assessment, Chad? I, one, they, they probably should not be playing. The, the inherently, the virus will spread if they do play. Correct. Well, and I, and I just noticed one of the headlines on one of your recent Facebook posts. It's all about the kids. Sure. And, I, and I think that's the way you've always been. And it's, it's been that way when you were an MC in the mitzvah world. And it's certainly your passion as a high school, as a reporter for high school athletics. So I, I, I love how you still are, you know, kids aren't playing or they're practicing. I mean, I photographed you and I worked on a project together back in September for um, Potomac Lifestyle Magazine, where they were featuring one of your uh, one of the athletes that you've been following for many, many years. And and your way of spinning optimism in, in the gloom of darkness is really admirable. And I mean that both in the mitzvah world as well as in the sports world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you. What, what is it, what is it actually like when you're talking to these kids? I'm no, I know we're kind of repeating ourselves, but you, you're an intense guy when you're interviewing Sure. and, and, and you're, you're talking to these kids. I, I got to believe you're, you're turning into a part-time therapist with some of them. Listen, um, probably turning into a part-time therapist for them and they at the same time are a uh, full-time therapist for me because <laughs> <laughs> because being able to uh, being able to tell their stories truly is look man it, it, again maybe if maybe if you and I weren't so close maybe I, I wouldn't have these uh, these these interests to fully divulge myself but look I, I I'm here to be a good interview for you here Jack but this has even from, I can't imagine what this is like for a 16 or 17 year old because I myself, again, 2020 has been an outstanding year from a personal perspective. Uh, my wonderful son, I got married right at the end of 2019, so you can bleed that into 2020. I bought a, bought a home for my uh, for my family here, um, but with everything that's going on, with the isolation, with the lack of 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 sports and with the lack of just I, I'm I'm blessed as you are to do what I love for a living. A lot of people don't have that. I'm I'm blessed to do what I love for a living. So not being able to do that is depressing. So I can't imagine what these 15, 16, 17 year olds who do not have 
as many life opportunities to develop coping skills and coping mechanisms. I can't imagine what they're going through um, in their own regard. I was uh, talking to the head coach of Gonzaga basketball the other day. Gonzaga, huge uh, big time program, both in D.C., but also at the national level. That's uh, Coach Steve Turner. And he posted on Facebook the other day how he does a podcast like you. He was post he posted about how that is his saving grace right now. So there are adults within this world, the, the, the world that we're discussing right now, that it's hard for us to deal with it. So I can't imagine what it's like uh, for the student athletes. Well, I, I, I agree completely. I mean, the podcast, as you know, for me, I'm a guy that's used to working, you know, round the clock seven days a week. And when all of our events got canceled, I, I was in a tailspin without having a calendar with, with appointments on it. And the podcast has really um, not only given me a purpose again, but it actually fills up little time blocks on my calendar and makes me look forward. Oh, you got, you got an appointment with Chad today at two o'clock to have an interview. Wow, that's exciting. And I don't even have to put on my my show black outfit to have the conversation. I'm telling you, bro, I haven't worn pants in uh, in, in quite some time now. I, I stopped by the agency the other day and I was in my, uh, you know, I, I, I had on a jacket, not a suit jacket, but I had on a jacket, but I had on my my house pants. And Robert Sherman, for anybody out there that knows, he said, man, you are domesticated. With, I've never seen you quite this relaxed before. I mean, you know, that that kind of such is life uh, right now. But, you know, what, Jack, I don't want to uh, I don't want to be all doom and gloom again all though it, it can be challenging not to be. One of the things that I have seen that I'm extraordinarily uh, happy with and proud of is that there are a ton of student athletes who are finding ways to still be recruited and to still get on college coaches' radars. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, research and written a lot of stories about that, albeit kids that are finding camps to go to. There are kids that are going to camps all the way down in Florida because, you know, Florida's wide open. There are kids that are going to camps all the way down in Florida, et cetera, in order to just make names for themselves to be able to play. And so there are people that are finding ways here, and, and I think that that should be, uh, that should be spoken to as well. Um, I, I agree, and we could probably spend two more hours talking about whether it's a good or a bad thing that Florida's wide open and there's sports and activities going on for them. But we're not going to go. We're not going to go there right now. Um, have you let, let let's let's parlay from sports and let's go over to the bar mitzvah market, yeah. uh, the Washington talent side of our mutual life together. Yeah. Uh, have you been in touch with any of your clients? What what did you go through in the spring and the summer when we were all going through the cancellations and reschedulings? How, how did you deal with that on your side? Sure. Hey, very, very, very challenging. Obviously, I, I, I do want to to that point, though, you know, I, I've got you, um, you're, you're my you're my friend. Uh, some would call us twin brothers and we love each other. But there's other people in this industry that uh, that I've been able to meet and build these relationships and bonds with. And, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have them. Jamie and Missy and uh, and their party planning organization. We're not here to promote other companies here, but I, I want to promote them as people. And this is the types of party planners that they have as well. But those are my friends. And we we met through this industry, but they were very they were very, uh, very involved and, and wanted to be a part of the birth of my son. And that meant a lot to me. Uh, I had other clients whom when my son was born that they sent in, you know, they sent them onesies and stuff like that. And, and that means a lot, bro, because that means that it, it's more than work. Uh, these relationships that we build on Saturday nights, 
those relationships uh, do sustain them. I miss them. I, I have not talked to them. I, you know, I, I, I wish I did, but with parties being canceled left and right, you know, kind of who knows, but I do. I miss, I miss my mitzvah families, those Saturday nights. Uh, they always meant the world to me. I think that now without them, we begin to understand a little bit more what they what they mean to be able to do those nights for them, but also what it means to us to be able to play those nights for them. Yeah, and and I would I would go as far as saying I'm 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 hoping you would agree that we we really with is is as successful a career as we both had in the events world. Um, I, I think we kind of took for granted how therapeutic that Saturday night release was. Therapeutic is the absolute 100 percent uh word that that is it, it you know again because again when you're in it and you're doing it every week you can you can kind of think oh well you know i'm going in and i'm creating these moments for someone else but then you realize that those five hours bro you're also you're, you're tapping into a side of yourself and i think that <laughs> look i i think that for me i think that that's one of the most challenging things you know i'm a master of ceremonies uh you're, you're a business owner etc in those in that time we're in charge right you know when, when we're at home all the time our wives are in charge so you know so so we don't get that uh we don't get that opportunity so just missing that performance side missing those 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 hours of just being with and having those happy moments and those joyous moments i i do miss it i'd be remiss if i did not shout out uh one of my clients uh leah kushner and family they've been leah and marat they've been absolutely fantastic they've checked in uh the silver steins I've, I've uh known the silver steins uh mark and kathy for years did both of their children's uh bat mitzvahs and built relationships with them these are individuals that i truly care about and appreciate far beyond just their Saturday nights. You know, I, I, I completely agree. I, I definitely take it for granted. I mean, I, I work 40 or 50, probably about an average of 42, 43 Saturday nights every year. I don't even know what a Saturday night really was until COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, and this past Saturday night on December 5th, I was sitting on a friend of mine's balcony uh, patio uh, my, my photographer friend, Michael Kress, and we were sitting, we were sharing cheese and crackers and a glass of red wine under a heater, just kicking back, yeah. realizing that last year, same weekend, uh, between the two of us, we had 45 events going on. And here we were on a Saturday night in December, kicking back, sharing a glass of wine. I, you know, I, I tell you, so in terms of this industry, it was, um, the first month of the pandemic, it was kind of, you know, and again, I think that this was this is a national thing. It's not just you and I, but first month, first two months, I was like, oh, man, this is so great. We get to spend so much time, you know, time with the families, time to watch a whole series on Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. But then at some point you hit a wall and it's like, man, like when you love what you do, you want to do it. You know, if, if you give me an option between doing what I love or sitting on the couch, I want to be out covering sporting events. I want to be out, you know, hosting events like this is we do what we love. And so it is. But there, there are far, far larger, far more unfortunate situations out there. But it is uh, it's challenging to not be doing what you love. 
I completely agree. And, and I got to say that for all the years that we've known each other, if I ever went into a meeting with you and you started the meeting with me by saying, hey, I have another meeting right after this and I got to go, um, I would say to you, well, that just sucks and that's ridiculous <laughs> and very inconsiderate. So I, I am very honored that you're going to be leaving my podcast and going to do one of your own interviews for NBC sure. Sports Washington. I don't take offense to it, but I'm not going to let you go yet. No, no, sir. I'm here. I want to know about how Zoom, the platform that you and I are not only looking at each other on, but recording this podcast through, I'd like to know how Zoom has affected your life or any other of the social platforms, the, the, the mixed media platforms, has affected your life when you can, you know, go into someone's living room without going into someone's living room and talk to that 16 or 17-year-old kid about their life. How, how is Zoom affecting you? Zoom has been, this has been a, a lifesaver. Uh, a work saver, a job saver, a life saver, etc. Um, because again, you and I, we can do this. It just makes everything so much easier. Um, you know, I mentioned previously staying relevant. Um, <laughs> being a sports reporter when there's no sports, uh, staying relevant can be a challenge. But Zoom has taken that challenge away because it does now, as opposed to needing to go to. 20 different uh, high schools. Now I can, I can interview all of these student athletes, all of these coaches from the same, from the same space here. Once we get off the line here, I have two interviews back to back, which it would have taken me forever to go from, you know, from Bethesda to well into Northern Virginia, but now I'll do them both here and it's acceptable. So again, do we, do we look forward because I very much look forward to being back on a field and being back on a court, but zoom for, for our podcast purposes and for our interview purposes, zoom has, allowed for work to be far more efficient and it's given us an opportunity again to connect when maybe we otherwise would not have. I did throw that up in the air because as you know, I live in the Zoom world too and I even teach classes on Zoom now. Uh, I have been teaching classes on for people that are having small weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs in their home, I have been teaching a consumer level class on the do's and don'ts about what to do for Zoom yourself. And I've been teaching professional photographers and videographers how to do a Zoom event, a virtual event at a professional level and, and be able to pivot in their profession since they're not doing uh, things properly. So I say to the listening audience, if you want to know more about Zoom, about what Chad's doing with it and what I'm doing with it, uh, do go to visualwow.com slash Zoom and learn more about the platforms. And if you're interested in the classes, you'll be able to uh, go down that road as well. Um, I wanted just to mention to the listening audience that um, part of your life that is not as public is that you also have a wife who is a nurse. Yeah. And you have been not only dealing with the challenges of a, of a new child uh, in, the, in the beginning of a pandemic, a new house, but you also have an absolutely lovely wife who helped you create that child yeah, yeah, uh, with yeah. a very big part of the creation process, I might add, who, who you have to watch go to work every day and deal with the peaks and plummets, spikes and, and, and the what, what with all to about what's going on at Shady Grove Hospital. Um, what, what's that like living with a, with a nurse who has to go in front of this virus every day on the front lines? You know, it is, uh, and you and I, we had an opportunity to, to speak briefly about this. It, it, that is, man, 
we talk about uh, or from a distance, right? It's kind of like the the calling card thing that uh, healthcare heroes, right? And and people honk their horns and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But but it's a very real thing. My my wife from day one, she had to she was on maternity leave when this was really getting intense, and so she was knowing that she was going to have to walk back into work into this, and she did like the soldier, like the trooper that she is, she did. And she goes three days a week, 14 hours a day, and she takes care of people. And so for anybody out there that's listening, like this is a very real thing, especially right now. I mean, it's been real, obviously, um, you know, for all this time, but the PPE, she's wearing it, she's masked up, she's gloved up. I mean, you know, face shields, et cetera, et cetera. But right now they're out of beds. Like they're out of beds at Shady Grove. And I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop you for a second because I'm going to tell people because we've got a big following here in the Baltimore, Washington area. Your wife still works at Shady Grove Hospital, correct? Correct. Shady Grove Hospital, Gaithersburg, Maryland. It's a whopping 10 minutes from where you and I both live in yeah. two different directions. We're not talking about Podunk, Iowa. No. We're not talking about somewhere no. in Texas. This is Montgomery County, Maryland. One of the richest counties in the nation. Yes. And, and you are telling me that, that Ashley is going to work and there's no beds at Shady Grove Hospital. There are no beds. Uh, they are out of beds right now. Um, there are they are low on nurses. Uh, they're understaffed. Uh, they're low on nurses. Um, they're working with with you know with more patients than they probably should. And and it's not because Shady Grove is being irresponsible. It is because of the influx of COVID patients and how many COVID patients are there. There's all sorts of other things that they have to do in terms of needing to keep COVID patients obviously away from uh, from other patients as well. But that is increasingly difficult because of how many COVID patients are there. They don't have the the type of nor the amount of PPE that they should have. And again, this is in Montgomery County that we're talking about this right now. So it is my my wife is a hero. She she follows all of the protocols. I, I tell my family all the time, like, look, you know, because obviously my family has not uh, for the most part has not been able to see uh, see our son very much. He's 10 months old now. They haven't been able to. I got to tell people, family and friends like, look, my wife has a different relationship with this, bro. Like she's not hearing about it on the news. She's not reading about it on Facebook. She lives it every day. It's very real. It's very real right here, not somewhere else in our imagination, but very real right here. She sees people sick. She sees people dying. She also sees people recover as well, but she sees it all. I love that girl. Yeah. I, I, I have such tremendous admiration for everybody on the front lines. I know how much she cares. Um, it, it wasn't that many years ago, about six years ago, that, that my mother and Monica's father were both at the hospital at the same time on two different floors and, and just happened to be Ashley was at work that day and Ashley was running between the two floors looking after my mother and Monica's father uh, at the same time for more than a week in the hospital. It was absolutely amazing. And, uh, and anyone that is in her care uh, at Shady Grove, I am sure, is receiving the best of care from your superhero wife. She's phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to just go back to uh, a, an early sports memory with you. Um, 
something that is just really trivial between you and me, but has had, uh, from what you have shared with me, a big impact in your life and something that I smile about every time I see it, including just yesterday when I was having this conversation with somebody and Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser were on the TV right there in front of me. You and I used to work out together. I am not shy to say that you were my trainer for more than a year, uh, many, many years ago. And we were standing on the treadmill or running on the treadmill, as it might say. And you were telling me your admiration for a guy like Michael Wilbon, uh, someone who had been a client of mine for, for many, many, many years. And that conversation on a treadmill led us to a visit to P- the, the ABC sets of PTI uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, where we went to see your idol and his partner, Tony Kornheiser, both guys that are clients of mine for many, many years. And and let's reflect back on that 10 years ago and, and what that was like for you. And, and look what you're doing now. Sure. And, and you know, I mean, I, I could... Uh, this I could talk about alone for an hour. Um, so I, yeah, so it, it's sad that I'm going to do it in two minutes because I could talk about this alone for an hour. But, you know, it's, it's five years ago, Jack. I, I don't want for people to think that, uh, you was know. Was it 20, 25 years ago or was it just five years ago? Five years ago that we went to, uh, to, to PTI. But, you know, for again, for, for our listening audience out there, uh, Jack is my great friend. Um, and we, we came to know each other in the midst of a world. But had it not been for this sequence of meetings from whatever, wherever I have come in the sports world today to this point and wherever I am make it to, I would not have done these things if it was not for you, Jack, and for those engagements. Uh, not only taking me to the set of PTI, but also through working uh, Michael Wilbon's golf classic, I had an opportunity to uh, to shake his hand a couple of times then. Uh, Michael Wilbon and not only he as a journalist, but everything that he represents has always meant a ton to me. So to meet him would be like other basketball players meeting Michael Jordan. But the biggest thing about it, again, as, as I wrap this up here, is that in meeting Michael Wilbon, it taught me everything that I wasn't doing. It taught me everything that I was not yet as a professional. And it showed me how far I still had to go. And so after meeting Mike, I, I, I the, the, the dreamer in me, because that's what I used to be, and that's what a lot of people in our mitzvah industry are, dreamers. The dreamer in me said that the day that I meet Michael Wilbon, he will say, oh my gosh, look at this young brother. Let me bring him on and give him a job and I would be on ESPN the day later. I met Michael Wilbon and he was the nicest, most professional man in the world. He shook my hand and kind of looked at me like, what else do you want me to do? (laughs) And it was at that moment that I understood that I needed to go home and go to work. And I've been working ever since. Well, whatever my role was in that, Chad, I am glad that it energized uh, maybe the rocket in your rear end or do whatever it's done, but it seems to have done well for you. Uh, For those of us that that knew you in that mitzvah world around all those other dreamers, you have seriously reached out to grab your stars, to grab your dreams. And, um, And Michael, if you're listening, 
Uh, thanks for making me look so good. And, uh, and Chad Ricardo has made a name for himself and continues to grow in the world of NBC Sports Washington. Uh, Chad, I wish you all the success in the world. Love to Kobe. Kisses to Ashley. Thank you so much for the time. I know that you are leaving me to go interview somebody like Michael Jordan or equivalent. What, what, anything, you know what? Do me a favor real quickly. How do people find the best of Chad Ricardo online? Uh, where, what's the best way for people to find out what you're really all about? Sure. By all means, uh, please do follow me on all social media platforms. Uh, Facebook is Chad Ricardo, just the name on Instagram, as well as Twitter. It's at real Chad Ricardo uh, for my writings and such. It's NBC sports, uh, Check out the high school tab. A majority of that is my work. And then uh, you can find me on YouTube as well under the Ricardo report, but all social media. Catch me there. I'll be there at real Chad Ricardo. And as everybody knows, because we're pretty thorough about it, you can have all that information and so, so much more on the show notes of the podcast at visualwow.com. And don't forget visualwow.com slash Zoom to find out about what we're all doing in that platform. Chad, I wish you well the rest of the day. Good luck and success in the future. We're going to cross our fingers for all school, all kids to be back in school so that high school sports will be back sooner than later. Uh, continue to success to you, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Be well. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.